Hi. Welcome to Hot Vocal Singles. Hi, Joshi. It's been a while. I spent $8 on Starbucks drinks at the local gas station. Oh, I know exactly which gas station, actually. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's a good one. It's pretty big. <laughs> Some decent drinks, yeah. So what do we got this week? Slim pickings, I think is the phrase for that. <laughs> Not a good week for pop music. We both just kind of want to talk about Midsummer. <laughs> I know, right? Well, we're, we're not going to right now. It. Yeah, it put us in a bad mood, but uh-huh. we'll talk about that later. But no, we got the Kim Petras album. Right. We got a Brooke Candy single. We got a Whitney sample. A few Rosalia songs. Rosalia for sure. Brandy. No releases from like big names though. No Katie, no Taylor, no Madonna. Okay, wait, we did get voicemails. Should oh, we yeah. start with that? That was pretty exciting. We could start with that, yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to accept these calls. <laughs> Then let's do a quick speed round just to like get things going. Yeah. Because my cold beer personally hasn't kicked in yet. I've been caffeinated since like 9 a.m. So I'm like, God knows where I am in terms of caffeine. <laughs> God knows. Okay, let me find these emails. I mean these voicemails, but I emailed them to myself. I'm really happy that we got two voicemails, but I do encourage the listener to send more. The thing is that I've heard from people in real life so many disagreements, but then man Cowards. up. Yeah, person up. And send us some takes, disagreements. I'm sure you can't agree with all the bullshit that we spew on this podcast. Maybe the truth is we say nothing at all. Yeah, honestly, probably. Maybe the truth is that no one makes it past the first 10 minutes. Oh my God, that's not true at all. And we have the statistics. Oh, right. Okay, wait. So we got two voicemails. One's from a 647 number, which is Toronto. One is a 613 number, which is, I believe, Ottawa. And if it's Ottawa, I know who it is. (laughs) The only person who lives in Ottawa. But I actually don't know the local who called, so let's start with that one. Oh, okay. Hi, hot local singles. I'm calling from the outside the Pizza Nova at Queen and Rodview <laughs> in Toronto, and I just was wondering what your take on silly eyelashes. And uh, if you, I just want to hear what you guys think about. Um, <laughs> Up and comer Billy Eyelash. Yeah, who the fuck is that? listener. That's actually Connor. Not to say full names on air. Oh, is it? Wait, let me it listen It sounds again. a lot like him, no? That voice to me is of that of a straight male. Oh my god, you're right. It's Connor Cro- uh, Fuck, it should be... I don't know what kind of job I could get from get some voices, but I should get it. He's been in the East End War. I just, like, the Broadview thing was a red herring. Yeah. Because I'm never even... I'm never even on Broadview. But then the pizza was probably an Easter egg of his actual job. What do you mean? Well, he works at a pizza place. Oh my god! <laughs> That's Genius. all that defines him. Yeah, making pizza and being straight. We love you, Connor. Thanks for calling. I love Billie Eilish. I made that public. It came out as a eyelash. Is that her fan base? I I don't know. I believe you. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not that. But I love her brand of like melancholy pop. It's very Lord. It's very Lana, but she makes it very like Generation Z. I don't know how to describe her music, though. It's pop with, like, I'm, trap I'm influences. I'm, like, sitting back in my chair, relaxing. Yeah, you're bored <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> no, I was at my barber. He usually plays classic FM, or mm-hmm. jazz FM, I mean. But today he had something else on. Oh, it was Indie 88. And Barry a Friend came on. Mm-hmm. What did you think? And you know what it reminded me of? I mean, I had heard the song before, obviously, but, like, in the context of pop rock radio which first of all cannot believe that exists wow like the song before it was um it wasn't foster the people it was something crazier it's like that there may be australian it's a now we're talking about this not team impala they're australian no 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 it's more electro than that i've actually seen them live which is the crazy part to their cinema club or something yeah similar okay 
I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting closed by Navi actual band. Fuck, and how am I gonna Google it? Like, car commercial? <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's been in a car commercial. Yes, they are. No, no, but yes, Fuck. you know, like, so that that was on when I came in. And the next song was Billie Eilish, right. Bury a Friend. And you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when Lord was on the radio a lot with that first album. Right. Yeah, how yeah, it, like, yeah. didn't blend in with the radio landscape whatsoever. Don't you run for me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you the production is very much like a pure heroin, like the Lord album. Pure heroin. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, but do you stand? I... I already said that I do stand really average. That song sounded so good um, compared to like, <clears throat> I just choked on my cold brew, compared to like the hideously noisy. Oh my God, music from like 2010, 2012 was right. kind of terrible. But it was terrible, yeah. Anyway, it sounded good. Like it really did. And I think for yeah. Indie 88, they need crossover acts like Billie Eilish or mm-hmm. they're going to keep playing songs from seven years ago because right. there's because nothing in, else. Indie's dead at this point, right? Who's making like actual self-proclaimed indie music? I yeah, they're like they're obsessed trying... with not playing black people from yeah. what I can tell. So. <laughs> yeah. so they got no one. And and that's that's the tea about Billie Eilish. She's just like the next white girl making sad alternative music. But guess what, Joshi? That's my tea. That's what I love. <laughs> um, she's... <laughs> Lana and Lord's like daughter, basically, in terms of who they are and their personas. But I'm here for it. We need another alt girl. So that's my take on Billie Eilish. Everyone should go listen to the album. There's a song with a ukulele, but we forgive her for that. Okay, I forgive her too. I'm going to listen at some point. I know I would like it, but I just haven't. That's just one of those things. People like love to hate on her because she does seem like an industry plant and she probably is an industry plant in some way. But whatever, if she makes good music, who the fuck cares? Everyone's an industry plant. I mean, Britney was a huge industry plant. I also simply adore that she dresses the way she dresses. It's objectively like awful style, but I love that she has a style. She's kind of a hype beast, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Style-wise, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's it. Her visuals are like the worst part about her. I think a lot of people don't get into her because of the way that it all looks. So yeah, thank you for calling and asking such a crucial question about the state of the world. Oh yeah, Connor, thank you. And next time, pronounce your name properly. Oh, no, he was being like a jokey, oh, jokey yeah, jokester. <laughs> okay, wait. So we have the identical question about a different topic. Here oh, is, this, is this one's from Ottawa. Hey guys, uh, just wanted to know your opinion on... Um, Top shop and just like their sizing, their pricing, um, shut down, and just everything about that company. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> what are we, a retail podcast? Uh, just yeah. call me a faggot, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Not only a faggot, but a bottom, which is well, the audience for Top Shop. I actually don't. Yeah, know. like slender, narrow shouldered. Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay, man. And that's the TOI I've never worn Top Shop. That's not my frame. I'm not the no, top it's not shop my frame either. Girl, yeah. My shoulders look crazy. <laughs> like, I'm not that broad. Come on, you know? Yeah. No, nothing fits from that from that place. I've only like tried Top Shop shirt on when I'm like at the Levi's at the basement of the bay in Montreal. And the Top Shop is right there. And I'm like, oh, what's like what are people wearing these days? And it always just looks like yeah, same. an in-between like HM and cost, like somewhere like a bit fancier looking than HM, but not as fancy as cost. But still a ton of, like, cheap prints, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I stop in whenever I'm in the Bay just to, like, see what's going on as well. Yeah. We actually, we, meaning Canada, get <laughs> to keep Topshop, whereas 
they're co- totally closing in the U.S., which is crazy. I'm assuming that's why, right? Yeah, I think it's Kyle from Ottawa because okay. um, he replied to a tweet about how, like, it seems to me that everyone wears it all the time. Yeah. But clearly, if it's closing in the entire United States, it's not doing as well as we think. No. I mean, I definitely see everyone from Love Island wearing Topshop, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I mean, that's well, the Well, they whole... just wear the tight jeans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's it. Oh, and we need to talk about those tight jeans in Love Island, especially season three, which I'm watching. The yeah. tight jeans are completely irrational. Like, it makes them look so fucking ugly. Those boys yeah, are not... But they, like, work out their legs. They yeah, and I guess they want to... Yeah, they want to show that, but... Wear shorts. It's fucking Spain. That's tea. That's the tea, right? In season five, they're wearing shorts, actually. I just realized. Because oh. I haven't noticed skin-tight pants in a while. Yeah, they're very jarring. People just wear that there. Like, guys in the UK wear that. No, totally. And I think that's a tea about Topshop. I mean, the, the, the silhouettes of Topshop are much more, like, tight and, like, Euro trash. Than yeah, anything, they are. Than anything that is trendy in America. I'm thinking of the Topshop girl, and I'm thinking, thinking specifically of this friend, a gay yuppie. And that's what the Topshop girl is, essentially, to me. Because they also have a big section, at least in Montreal, of, like, suits, casual Friday type wear. So I feel yeah. like yeah. I bought my like wedding suit. Exactly. Yeah. It's somewhere. a bit fancy. I actually think that's one of the only things to buy there. I don't even know where to buy a suit otherwise. Does that make me a local? Yeah, it makes you a local. A local smash? <laughs> People loved that suit on me, I'll say that. Oh, that's sexy. When did you wear it? Last summer. It was Lily and Boris's farm wedding. It was Congrats. The it was like the one or two years when everyone had farm weddings. Well, I wasn't invited to any. I wore this, like, plaid, this gray plaid with, like, pink stripes. And then I, like, cropped it. Oh, nice. my God. Whoops. I cropped it to the point where I can't wear it. It was too short then, and it's far too short now. <laughs> you would look like, did you ever, do you remember that artist, Jidena? Yeah, I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Classic man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That guy? You always wore, like, really high pants. Even though there wasn't no good releases this week, let's be thankful that Jidena didn't release anything. <laughs> I remember when I was watching, do you remember the movie Moonlight? Of course I remember the movie Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a chop and screwed version of Classic Men in that movie. That was great, actually. Yeah. But Jadena would shop at Topshop. Who did I see Moonlight with? It wasn't you, right? No, I think I lived in Barcelona when I came out. Holy shit, really? Yeah. It's almost like I know nothing about you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, whoever I saw Moonlight with, we had a terrible time. Like, the fire alarm went off right. during our screening, and there were, like, constant announcements to stay in your theater. But I kept <laughs> interrupting, like, crucial scenes. Yeah. The scene when the two of them are in the ocean, I guess? Yeah. Allegedly an iconic scene that I didn't hear a word <laughs> of. <laughs> so I left kind of not caring about the movie. Yeah, no, totally. When you're in the movies, that sort of, like, interruption is just, like, an okay. I watched um, Halloween last year, and... The light kept getting on on its own. Oh, it was not scary. Yeah, wait, the overhead lights. Yeah. Oh, that's fucked. Yeah, yeah. but thank you, Kyle. Uh, I don't know why oh, yeah, thanks, you Kyle. asked that question. I want we want to know what your take on Top Shop is, but that's ours. He likes it. He says it's one of the. If it's him, I mean, which right. it is. <laughs> he says it's it's one of the only brands that fits his body oh, perfectly, which is great. Like when you find that, you have to hold on tight. Good for him, yeah. I mean, it probably means that he has a hot body. We love to see news. Yeah, it probably does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I would pay for tiny shoulders. What? No, you I don't, don't want tiny shoulders. No, I don't want tiny shoulders. Because I just want tiny hips. Anyways, that's all the that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's start with the speed round. Five quickies, and then at the end of the podcast, we'll do five more. We'll do another okay. speed round later. Okay, 
So let's listen to some music. We got two options for mm-hmm. our rating system, right? We have a binary. Songs can be hot. Songs can be local. They can't be both. But at the end, we're going to pick smashes. Which Those are, are the, the big best ones. Songs, yeah. You know what local means. It means it's basic. It means yeah. it doesn't have much going on. Yeah. It could be a smash, though. Like, it could still right. go off. Yeah. There's a lot of lo- There's a lot of basic things that we all love. And if there's a place for that, it's pop music, right? You have to sometimes just surrender to the power of basic shit. Everyone goes to the mall. Hot songs, you know, we like hot songs, too. Yeah. So hot songs are great, in fact. Yeah. So that's the binary. Hope you get it. Drip I'm a lip like this one's Brooke Candy, Charlie XCX, and Ooh. Malibu Mitch. Yeah. Triple Ecstasy. So clearly we have nothing to say. Um, yeah. Brooke Candy, glad to see her back. We'll all collectively forget about it tomorrow, in fact, in a couple of minutes. Yeah, that's 15 seconds. Did you have anything to say? Well, I'm not checking for Brooke Candy. <laughs> I think a good way to describe how much that song doesn't matter is by playing the next one, which is by Iggy Azalea. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So we have Just Wanna by Iggy Azalea. Yeah. It's kind of the same song. It's absolutely the same song, yeah. But like, I guess pornier? I don't know. Yeah, a lot no, they're of, both porny. A lot of snaps, like snaps, a lot of whispering. Yeah. That's it. But I Just Wanna Fuck is the full lyric. Yeah, both thoroughly unmelodic or like no there's no like one melody or harmony or run that I'm like oh I remember that absolutely just like will not remember either of these songs yeah yeah alright next song this one is I guess a pride anthem I don't what's this I'm not sure why it exists this is Kygo oh electric Whitney chair Houston electric Higher chair love. for Kygo and the Whitney's Houston estate for letting this happen agree what's your take <laughs> Um, yeah, not fun to listen to, even. No. It's so disrespectful. I don't get it, yeah. No. It makes it actually makes no sense to me. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah. Listen, I don't believe in the Princeton Industrial Complex, but Electric Chair. Right. For who, Whitney? <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. No, it's not, but I laugh. Okay, wait, this next one works for me. It's Afrojack with um, Iconopop, of all people. Right. And it's called We Got That Cool, which absolutely is not English. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. It's like Simish, like the language from this. Yeah, place. yeah, Simish. <laughs> it absolutely is. Oh, okay, so what's this sample? Crystal Water? Um, this is like the boppiest one yet. Yeah, absolutely, but... But it makes no sense. Like, no individual part of this <laughs> production makes sense or even feels like it was put together by yeah. human hands. <laughs> like the first ever algorithm song ever made. The sample's carrying the song for sure. Okay, we have a minimal alt-pop moment happening by industry plant Claro. I guess that's just, like, her, like, reputation now. Poor I think Clara. it's common knowledge now, yeah. She's, yeah. like, a Khaled that way. Yeah. Oh, is he an entity plan, too? I think there's a parallel there, yeah. Right. Um, this song, however, is so fucking bad to me. I actually think the chorus is fine. Yeah? This is... It sucks when we have nothing to say. No, exactly. But it's because the songs have nothing to say, though. I don't think it's our fault. Like, yeah. this song... The main lyric is just so meaningless. The things you make me do, it's like, what things? What are you trying to say? Like... Yeah... 
I don't know. Very Carly Rae Jepsen that way. Yeah, that's exactly. Nothing at all. Yeah, I mean, nothing Allegedly about love. But she's never been in love. From me listening to that, I can safely say that she's never been in love. That's my take. There's like a guitar thing that classically I'm going to say sounds like Jay Paul. Because I don't listen to guitars otherwise and I don't have any <laughs> other comparisons. <laughs> the only guitar music you ever listen to is Jay Paul. Whenever it's literally an electric guitar, I'm like, oh, Jay Paul, <laughs> is that you? I like check the credits. <laughs> It's not. I, oh, it's awesome. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Boston has gone downhill. And that's, that's a good clock with the Carly Ray because a lot of Carly Ray is Rostam. Not a lot, but at least a couple of songs. All right. That was allegedly speed round. So to the listener, if you were wondering why we were saying that the state of pop music the past two weeks sucked, there's Exhibit A. The yeah. biggest release was literally like Iggy Azalea, which is like so depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, everything we just did, local. Yeah, absolutely. I think we both agree on the fact that all of these five songs, or however many we did, all local. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I like that Iconopop <laughs> one. Oh, which yeah, you is did. saying something. Yeah. Okay, um, should we talk about the Kimmy Peepers album? Yeah, Peepers. So, we're going to talk about Icy, in theory, which is like another Daft Punk-ass, like, weekend mm-hmm. song. It sounds like mm-hmm. Starboy. But anyway. Oh my god, Josh, you was going to say that you stole that from me. Oh, I love stealing yeah. the episode. It sounds so much like Starboy. This part. Yeah. Like the pre course of Starboy or whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, like you can imagine the weekend singing this. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Does the weekend scream like this? No, the weekend never goes. He goes really high, but it's he more goes like high. Ben high. It's not like these are like scree- not screeching, yeah. but like screaming. You know what I mean? Kim's in the same range, but she is. She's classically screaming, yeah, for yeah. sure. But there's so many similarities. Which I criticized once in this very podcast. Yeah, it seems like we're going to keep doing so. Yeah. Well, I didn't hate the song so much, actually. Okay, so did you listen to the full album, Clarity, which came yeah. out last week? Yeah, yeah. Two weeks ago? How did you feel? Like, what was the energy coming mm-hmm. off of for you? Okay, let me be honest. At first, I listened to the whole thing front to bottom, and then I was like, what did I, what was I doing just now? Completely forgot. And it made me realize that her music is that sort of pop music that you need a few listens to get into it. Because that's exactly what happened to me with Doomy. Like, Doomy at first just seemed very, like, weird and generic. And then a few couple of weeks after, I was, like, living for that guitar, Daft Punk solo or whatever. Oh. Yeah. I kind of like Doomy a There's lot There's always those. Yeah, I can't with that, actually. Yeah. There's one in Sweet Spot, too. Or, like, yeah. Personal Hill or both. This is a bit controversial, but to me, she continues to be a bit unexciting. Like... I, I feel like I wouldn't be checking for Kim Peepers if Twitter gays weren't so obsessed with her. Like, if she wasn't such an internet thing, I wouldn't be checking for her. Like, to me, she's a less exciting Charlie XCX, a less experimental Sophie. I guess it's because she's working with, like, an actual pop producer. She's not... And I, I don't think she's even trying to, like, be exciting. I think she's very much about, like, making traditional pop music. You know what? You saying... You comparing her even slightly to Charlie and Sophie is funny because... Now that I think about it, a better comparison is something like Ellie Goulding. Oh my god, yeah. Well, that's a drag. Like, there's not a lot that reminds me of Charlie on this album. Right. Which obviously is... I mean, you know what? Maybe ne- maybe never. Like, just the fact that she was on Unlock It has yeah. that connotation to us. Like, that's what we're thinking of, And I that think. Sophie produced a couple of her songs. They're not on this album, but it's some other song. Oh, right. Papers, yeah. We Can't Stop, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what do you think about... How did you feel listening to this? 
Well, absolutely. There were only like four maybe that were new to me, Mm -hmm. new to people. The first time listening was weird. They all felt like singles, but like none of them were sticking out. Like it was a weird feeling listening to all these songs that we've had for so long and that got a single treatment. It was weird to hear them together because in a way they're kind of amazing. Like they all sound amazing together Mm -hmm. and like they sound really expensive. They sound so expensive. That's the Dr. Luke. It is. There's some really low lyrical moments, like her lowest yet, I would say, are on this album. But then I get to some of these singles that I didn't like or that I discounted in the moment because of like a lyric or the phone call and they've yeah. got my number where they're like, Secure the bag. But... Secure the bag. <laughs> to me, when I heard that the first time, I threw my phone. Like it ended for me in that yeah, moment. Totally, but totally, when, you, yeah. when you listen to Got My Number Now, It's a highlight. It's pop music that gets so much better the more you listen to it, as opposed to pop music that you love right off the bat. So I don't hate the album at all. It's a good, it's a, it's a fun pop album. The thing is, though, her songs have always been so immediate. So it's like it's not like this is normal for her to have music that fades into the background. Were there any visuals for this project? Well, she revealed that Icy is the first single. Like, she's going to restart the era oh. with Icy. I kind of like that, though. Icy is one of the highlights too, for me. It sounds... yeah. Like, I would hear it on the radio somewhere and, like, not listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is a sign of I mean, success. And it's a sign of, like, it's literally Starboy. Then there are, like, the Blink-182-y, like, Sum 41-style guitar trap moments. Right. Thank you, Lil Peep. His influence simply will <laughs> never die in that way. But then, like, they're they're sort of, like, alternating with the, like, disco-y cuts. Yeah, there's no flow. It's, yeah. it's a collection of singles. It feels like a playlist more than exactly. an album. That's exactly it. Yeah. So, I see local, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I'm clouded by Kim Peeper's persona because I feel like the song is made for non, a non-local persona, but considering that we both described it as a Starboy cover, not a it's cover. A weekend, song. yeah. Yeah, I guess I have to go local, even though my heart says hot. For some reason, I don't even love local. the song. Yeah, The weekend is absolutely... like The weekend invented local. So, the transitive property yeah, leads exactly. us to believe that this song is local, too. Yeah, I think I, I I think it should be local. Local. Okay. Yeah, agree. How so about we... how the... Oh, you first. Move on. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What are we going to say? <laughs> I think we should talk about Rosalia. Oh, yeah. I'm down. Let's do it. Can you okay. say this for me so I don't sound like I'm from Canada? From here. Uh, like her name or the name of the song? No, the song. Okay. So we're talking Sorry, about... Sorry, that's Rose... J Balvin. Wow, I am racist. Confirmed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it's okay. Rosalie is famously white, even though she lo- loves to say she's Latina, <laughs> woman of color. Fucking money, man. Yeah. So Rosalia like released what she described, self-described as a single, but it's really two songs. It's two songs with a title yeah. that isn't either of the two songs. No. So the first one is Mijonaria, which I think is the best one. Well, I like the most. It's the, mo- or the, it's the more like uh, poppy. I cannot believe that's how you say that letter. I'll never get over it. But the song is actually not in Spanish. It's in Catalan. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Which is, I think she's from Catalonia, which is famously some place in Spain that has always wanted to become its own country. Kind of like Quebec. They speak a different language. And I'm assuming she's from there. I didn't even realize. Hmm. So this song... I am much like the general public when I listen to it. I don't know what the fuck. Okay. Yeah. But it's a J. The L is pronounced like yeah, a J. Yeah, it sounds like... Oh, I guess there's only one L in Catalan. And 
In Spanish, uh, millionaire is spelled with two oh. L's, and then the two L's in Spanish sound like a J, at least in Colombian Spanish. Rosalia sounds like a star here. I love her. Um, the right? other song is yeah, cool, Yeah, I too. love this whole concept. You know what yeah. the second song reminds me of? It's like short, kind of like interlude That, to me, yes. really seems like she has money behind her. When like an album interlude mm-hmm. is released as a single to create hype, that, to me, means she has a big <laughs> backing. I don't know. I love yeah. that. I love both of these songs. And I love both of these songs, too. Rosalia, I mean, this is hot. Hot. To me. Fucking Money Man is hot. Yeah, absolutely. I'm having a flashback to when she came here and then to Montreal. And everyone was posting stories about it. Ugh, I'm like pissed just thinking. I should have gone. Yeah, me too. I should have gone. I feel like back then I wasn't so into her as I am now. That was a big story moment. Like, people wanted to tell me they were there me yeah. <laughs> you specifically you're the listener it's like i guess it's like a cool concert to go to i feel like yeah one of those beacons of personality yeah exactly it gives you a bit of cachet a bit of like interest cultural yeah, currency oh my god yes now now we said it it's interesting that she released this though that's what i was wondering when she released odd couture and the j balvin song if this is all going for an album or i'm assuming at this point it must be, be. Right? Okay, let's talk about yeah. J Balvin and Bad Bunny. I liked the EP a lot. Okay. Album, even. It's like a lot of songs. Right, it's a lot of songs, yeah. So yeah, J Balvin and Bad Bunny, they released an album called Oasis. Watch the throne. First half of it skews Bad Bunny to me in vibe. Mm-hmm. Last half, I guess maybe is more romantic based on like what my ears are hearing. I'm a bad Colombian for saying this, but Bad Bunny is better than J Balvin. I enjoy his music more. And whenever he's on the track, I'm like, oh yeah, go all. More than I am with J Balvin ever. 100%. Yeah. The age difference also, I think, shows. Like, J Balvin mm-hmm. is mid-30s, Bad Bunny's mid-20s. Yeah. It's also funny because now when you see J Balvin, he has colored hair, which he, needless to say, mm-hmm. never had before Bad Bunny. It seems like really good reggaeton, at least, like, what's it? Mojaita, which means wet. It's very sexual, that way. So explicit and so... When I would listen to it as a kid, your parents would be, like, yeah. blushed because it's all about some girl being wet and they describe yeah. it so thoroughly. <sighs> Which I love. <laughs> Overall, Mojaita is hot to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely hot, yeah. Totally. Maybe a local project, but that song's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For assessment. And there's a really great album ending outro where they just kind of like say each other's names for a while. You know I love that shit. They're so horny for each other. So easy to please, see? Like... All right, we got Juicy J, City Girls, and Megan Thee Stallion. Three-point stands. We got some more snaps and whispers in this one. Yeah, isn't it crazy how, like, everything this week was just, like, snaps and whispers? Yeah, it's crazy, actually. This song is it for me. Yeah, it's, like, goes off, right? I feel like it's just, like, a good overall beat. It kind of sounds like Simon Says a lot. The same production of, like, yeah. Memphis rap or whatever. Um, Similar energy. Yeah, yeah, totally. I like this a lot, although it does seem a bit weird, like, the second half of the song... Seems a bit disjointed, but not enough to complain, really. They almost, like, ran out or something. Yeah. It, like, repeats a little bit too much. Yeah. Okay, when she's whispering and then it goes into Juicy J's whispering, that's, like, peak moment for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to turn it up for a second because I love this show. Yeah, please do. <laughs> this could not be less for us. I think it's hot only because, again, maybe I'm 
like I'm biased of it because the energy starts with Megan and I feel like right now Megan is like the hottest up and coming rapper it makes totally. the song feel like hot in that way even cool I wonder what the key to having a whisper snap be good as opposed to like Iggy and who else flopped Burke Candy I think it's just about having good rappers maybe <laughs> Yes, Megan can yeah. add energy to anything. Also, exactly, GCJ yeah. kind of can too. But you know what? They're not even, it's not even a decent comparison because the Brooke Candy one from earlier and yeah. the Iggy Azalea one are like really whispered. Like th- yeah. the energy never really picks up. No. Whereas this is like all energy and like the whisper is actually a break from it, you know? Yeah. No, totally. That makes sense. You're right. Yeah. It's just like an added element, not the whole song. Remember that song, The Whisper Song? That what it's of course. Called? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I totally am thinking of that. Yeah. Literally, they're in Wow. Even the snaps. So minimal. Even compared to what we listen to today. Yeah. Literally, this sounds like uh, Billie Eilish. Yeah. Wow, yeah. If there was like some weird vocal effect or like mm-hmm. maybe closer miking to make it like more asmr that would be Billie Eilish. Yeah. They don't really get their credit, these people, the Yang Yang twins. Yeah, not from people like us. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. But we'll give it to them. Yeah, right now on this podcast. Okay, we have a few minutes left, and we have a few songs left, so let's do that. All right, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, we got Love Again. It's from the new Daniel Caesar album that landed with, like, a bit of a thud. (laughs) But it has Brandy on it, which is a crazy grab for him. Right. My take is going to be so problematic, but to me, it sounds like Frack to me. Like, the completely thoroughly unmelodic, like, runs are straight up from Frack Ocean. Sounds like... It's actually bad. It's actually worse than Frank Ocean. We have have this, like, recurring theme of saying in passing we don't like Frank Ocean. Yeah. But I'm, frankly, waiting to be proven wrong. Like, I... I I don't know. I think he's hot. (laughs) Which is good. Physically or hot in our terms? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, he actually might be on the binary hot, too, of our... Uh, Oh, no. To me, Frank Ocean's music is so, so local. Especially his, like, audience is so, so local. But, like, his outfits are hot. So that's confusing. That's, again, the person getting in the way. Yeah. Very local for me. I'm so sorry to say this because I love Cassie for obvious reasons, but yeah. it, this excuses oh, yeah. single, which seems to be on her own personal label, mm-hmm. is local. Okay, yeah. Um, I really hated this, and I when I saw that she had released something, I was so excited. But this is not going to make a splash at all. Like this is a bad song, essentially, generic R&B to me. I almost don't recognize her voice on this. Actually, I feel that way about the Brandy feature as well. Mm-hmm. Love Again by Daniel Caesar. It doesn't sound like Brandy to me. And I saw Brandy live last summer at Young Dundas okay. Square and she sounded flawless. She has a really good voice. She does, yeah. And Cassie like has a different voice, which is not shade, but it's no. it doesn't really sound like her to me on this song. Yeah. Cassie has always been more like the Janet Jackson root. More whispery. Yes. Yeah, I don't like this. Yeah, fine. Local. Yeah, local. Next. We got Simmer by Mahalia and Burna Boy. Mm-hmm. is an R&B girl that's happening in this very moment. <laughs> As we speak. This one I like. I like this song. You know what it sounds like? Colby Calais or something. Oh my god. Her yeah. voice, I mean. Not really the beat. Yeah. She has such shopper's voice. What does Colby Calais sing? That's a great question. I think I'm thinking of um, Girl Put Your Record On, which is not Colby no. Calais, but anyway, it's that era, mid-2000s, like, yeah. 
grocery store pop. <laughs> or like American Idol pop, you know? It's good. This is actually one of the better songs on yeah. the episode so far. It has a good rhythm. I do think it has a little... My pet peeve nowadays is that like xylophone that is everyone just trying, just trying to do Shape of You again. Like Muramasa style? Yeah, okay. But this is good. I mean, this sounds like a good song. Like This is a song that if I listened to on the radio, I would like actually enjoy. Which yeah, is, I would turn it up. And I couldn't say that about most of the songs that we've discussed so far. Actually, my full support is behind it. It's Simmer Mahalia featuring Burnham Boy. I'm going to give it a local, though. Yeah, local. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. Okay. Okay, we got Jaden and Willow, both under mononyms, no Smith in sight. Ooh. Summertime in Paris. This is from Jaden's right. very new album. When I was listening to it, I thought, like, I who makes fun of Halsey and other indie singers, and they're like, my avocados. And like, Ew, I hate that video. Into my kitchen, we have bananas and avocados. I kind of really like this song, though. This one's good. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds good, too. I didn't know he could sing that way. Yeah. He really is going indie. Totally. Going full indie. And they go well together. I mean, it probably makes a lot of sense since they're siblings and they have the chemistry that undoubtedly you have with someone who you lived with for years. Summertime in Paris sounds like a nice concept. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the the, the, the chorus. is like... Yeah. It's really part. cool. Yeah. It sounds really good. It's very yeah. catchy, yeah. Again, so well like... A literal melody, catchy melody that the songs of this week didn't offer. But to me, this is hot. I like this up a lot. Up and down, up and down. Yeah, it's good. Damn. I'm like shocked because I've never been a fan of these people. Like this myth. This myth. Yeah, you make my heart race, yeah. Keep me from a dark place, yeah. From a dark place, now I got my own place, yeah. Wait, I just got what you meant about the like banana thing. Like Willow's highly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fully Halsey's voice. Joshy, have you ever seen that video of Halsey singing in a, in a mall? In a mall? Yeah. Oh no. It's just like pronouncing vowels stupidly. Why is she in a mall? Do you know? Because as you famously just said, everyone goes to the mall. <laughs> I'm having like war flashbacks from listening to it. War flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that gives me a bunch of hope for her talent and charisma, uniqueness and nerve. <laughs> C T Yen. Okay. <laughs> this is our last song coming up next. We got the new Brie yeah. Runway single featuring of all people Brooke Candy. Isn't that funny? How life happens. Yeah, it's a really Brooke Candy heavy week. Yeah, she shows up at the end. So Brie Runway, big mm-hmm. racks with Brooke Candy. It's hard to judge the song when we judged two on, which to me is so much better. It's so much better, yeah. Let's yeah. just judge the Brooke Candy part for the outro. Okay. It's fully spoken word. I could not fathom why this happened. High life's not only for the Kardashians, bitch. You better tighten up and start cashing in, bitch. That's trash. It's like yeah. and now I'm a Brie Runway fan. I was like confessed earlier in the pod, but I can't. I can't with this shit. It's bad. You're not. You're a Brie Runway fan. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the sad part. Yeah. Not a lot going on there. No. So, smashes of the week, baby. Mm-hmm. Can I pick mine? Because I kind of know. My yeah. opinion is trash, but I am absolutely picking We Got That Cool. No, my God. <laughs> yeah, Iconic. with Iconic Pop. Iconic Pop. <laughs> Iconic Pop. What about We Got The Cool First Thing of the Summer? Yeah, in this studio right now, my brain is dangling by a thread out of my head. I'm about to land on the carpet and make a big Oh, God, mess. I can't. I mean, I respect your freedom of choice, but it's definitely not the smash of the week for me. A boy's right to choose. I kind of Yeah, they're going to make a comeback. I don't think that's true. (laughs) (laughs) 
anyway, it's a crystal water sample. I I'm easy. Yeah. You know what? I'm easy. Mine, mine, smash. It's maybe mine. the more obvious choice. The Rosalia. Majoria. It's kind of like that's on brand for you. Something I'll be the best song of the week. I think. Yeah, maybe not the most interesting. Just like a solid song though. Yeah. You're right. I mean, it's definitely not the more in- the most interesting Rosalia release, no. even like in the past few months. It just feels exciting because it feels like she's building exactly. towards a high. She feels like a star. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing that I like about Rosalia a lot that, say, I don't get from Kim Peepers yet. It's like a whole story of what Rosalia is. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah. an, like a sound that comes from an aesthetic that is like undeniably Rosalia. And when I hear it, I know that it's her, even if I don't know yet. Yeah. Kim Peepers is still, I think she's going to find her voice. I mean, she seems way younger than Rosalia. So mm-hmm. I have hope. But yeah, that's my match for the week. Oh, also, Summertime in Paris, that Jaden and Willow one, that's hot to me. It's pretty hot. Yeah. Big Racks, Brie Runway, and Burkandy, that's fucking local, unfortunately. Local, yeah. Local with a negative connotation, like ne- local in a derogatory way. Local trash. What about like a flop of the week? Because we have a higher than average local situation. I would love to do that this week. And the honor for me goes to Kaigo. Holy fucking shit. How disrespectful to be doing this to Whitney's legacy. Like that song was completely unnecessary. So boring. Yeah. Like at least give me something that I would actually want to listen to embarrassingly, like in secret, but not even. Yeah. It just gives me nothing. Totally. That's a disappointment. I would say that Cassie singles up there with disappointments as well. The Cassie is more disappointing because I think we both expected better from her. Yeah, totally. From Kaigo, I was like, I barely know you. So yeah. Biggest surprise for me, I'm going to say Mahalia Simmer. Yeah. With Burner Boy. That one might be lasting for me actually in the same way Bouncing was I think I can see myself listening to the Jaden and Willow song a lot which is embarrassing because I feel like no I don't think it's embarrassing at all I think it's one of their best songs yeah like between the two it's one of their best songs yeah totally I think that's going to be the one that's going to be like growing on me that's the difficult thing about this podcast though it's like so hard to tell which songs you're actually going to be listening to in a couple of weeks I really didn't expect I would like the Brew Runway song too on so much from a couple of weeks I am surprised too in a way because that mm-hmm. one I burnt out on because it's a bit of a tiring song, right? Like, the way it's structured. Yeah, totally. That's a callback to our first episode. Summertime oh. in Paris is great. I think I think it's Hot good. smash, yeah. if I would allow myself to. Please. Are we warming to this week in real time? I think we are. Yeah, as we speak, as we record. I think we should also keep the summer song debate in the back of our heads and see if maybe something pops up in the next couple of weeks and maybe circle back and talk about it a bit more. Totally. It's an interesting discussion for pop fans like we are. So what's the tea? Should we post our track list? I think we should, yeah. So our phone number is 647-847-8904. As far as I know, it works globally. I mean, it's a plus one country code. I mean, give it a try. If it doesn't work, let us know on Twitter or something. Mm Mm-hmm. You can also totally like just record a voice note and send it by email. Yeah, hotlocalfeedback at gmail.com. That is T. Whatever. It actually doesn't matter how you get in touch. Just please do because yeah. I assume you have an opinion if you're still listening. Yeah. Right? We love you. Okay. See you in two weeks. Bye. Okay, so we saw fucking midsummer this yeah. week. Not together, but No, we're in different provinces even. Mm-hmm. But I did leave the theater livid. <laughs> What did you say? Livid? Livid. 
I'm At pissed. I, I'm pissed. I saw that movie. <laughs> really? Yeah, I wish I didn't see it. In what way? You just thought it was really, really bad. I don't even know how to use good or bad in relation to that movie because it left me so upset. Like I just didn't enjoy a minute of it. <laughs> and it's like you. It really begs the question if that's why I go to see movies or not. And I don't think right. it is. No, some people are masochists. You know what it's exactly like? It's like Climax. I didn't like Climax for that Oh, it's absolutely like that, yeah. Oh my God, really? I loved Climax. I know. Everyone loved Climax. Christian saw like four times or something. Oh, yeah. I loved Midsummer actually, quite a bit. But I think a lot of it was masochistic in the sense that I got there and ate a couple of weed gummies right at the start. Oh my God, no. And they hit me when the shrooms was hitting her. This is not a big spoiler because this happens. I'm getting stressed just thinking about this. Yeah. No, well, think how I felt like... Obviously, weed and shrooms are not the same, but they have the same, like, anxiety-inducing properties to each other. So I was really with her. Like, when the trip, when her trip started, same with me. I was, like, really struggling. Okay, yeah, we're not going to spoil anything until maybe later. But I really fucking love that movie. She was constantly tripping. And you know what? The visual, like, trippy effects were a little heavy-handed. I thought I I liked them. I felt sick. I was really close to the screen, though. Um, It was a full theater Right. I kind of loved it. I thought I was going to like it because I saw a lot of discourse on Twitter and Tumblr. Uh-huh. Um, with everyone everyone saw it. it this week. Yeah, exactly. Everyone saw it on Tuesday even when it came out, which is a pretty weird date for it to come out. I guess July 4th, maybe. It came out Wednesday, but Spider-Man came out Tuesday, which I've never... Oh. I haven't heard of movies coming out on either of those days ever. It came out on Tuesday in Montreal for sure, midsummer, because okay. there was a screening, a, like a double screening of Hereditary and then Midsummer on Tuesday night. So I saw it on Wednesday, and by then I literally had enough takes from the internet to go into it thinking that I was going to hate it. But I liked it. I mean, I don't know. It's like a stupid movie. And I did enjoy the aesthetic tapestries and like drawings all around. Yeah, whatever. You know what? The reason why I don't think this movie's on my side is because the stupid guys got all of the laughs. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, now we're going to do spoilers, so I guess (laughs) skip ahead or something, but... (laughs) <laughs> but I guess she got the attention she so badly craved. It's just like, it's a little sick to me. Like, I'd rather watch Love Island, which is sick in its own way, than watch that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's very different kind of pleasures. I also think that a lot of it is like... You There's no pleasure in Midsummer. You don't smoke a lot, do you? No. And I'm not saying it's years. a stoner movie, but I feel like a lot of the pleasure from that shit is the same pleasure that you get from getting stoned, which is you drive yourself to this point of stupid anxiety. You just appreciate things more for some reason. When you're stoned. Oh my like every time God. I smoke, I'm like, fuck, like I'm like a piece of shit. But then like five minutes after, you're like, you know what? I'm great. It's a seesaw wow. or like roller coaster I... of like being anxious. But then I guess the low makes the high even better or something. I don't know. Okay, there's a lot to unpack with what you yeah. just said. I um, need a therapist, if anything. You fucking need to seek <laughs> treatment, yeah. That's not why I go to movies. I guess, I mean, as a co-host of a pop music podcast, I guess that's not a surprise. Like, I like to have fun or something. I don't like to be punished for living, (laughs) which is how I feel like Midsummer was treating me. Like, within the first 10 minutes, I knew that I was going to, like, feel dread for two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Um, it starts pretty heavy. It starts fucking heavy. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my God. How twisted is her sister? Like, I kind of want more details about that. I know. She's an icon. She deserves her podcast. Absolutely suicidal and murders. I mean, she's not that different from her sister. She ended up killing her boyfriend. I would say for the first... It's a long movie, first of all. Like, it's too long, obviously. But maybe with a movie like this, the length is part of it. So I can give it that. But otherwise, movies are too long. And that's just the truth. Movies in general are too long. We should talk about that. We should have a whole episode 
Yeah. Well, Spider-Man's two and a half hours. What? That's a movie for kids. No kid has the attention span for that. It probably summarizes the Avengers because it takes place after the Avengers. Right. Endgame? Uh, listen, this is the thing. I feel like I, I can't stand those movies. I was at some point like into the whole story of the Avengers, but I watched Endgame and I was like, no. The, the state oh, of culture. Endgame. Yeah. I, I kept up with all of it, but the state of culture just like annoys me. I hate that, all that shit at this point. I'm not going to okay. watch Spider-Man yet. For whatever reason, I only watch Spider-Man out of, like, the Marvel Universe. That's crazy. Honestly, because Tom Holland is hot, I guess. He's a tight butt. Yeah, he does. He looks good <laughs> in that little suit. I like yeah. Zendaya. That's the top in you, watching... Yeah, that's a very top move to watch <laughs> Spider-Man and not, like, Captain America, because Chris Evans is obviously more of a top than Tom Holland is. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just pontificating. Now, this is therapy for me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I haven't seen that yet. I actually was planning on sneaking into Spider-Man after Midsummer last oh, night. okay. But I was just so exhausted by the end yeah. of Midsummer Because, okay, now we're talking about Midsummer again, yeah. if you don't mind. But the first half, I was full of dread, right? Yeah. Like, it felt bad to watch, pretty much. Because mm -hmm. she, the protagonist, was suffering Quite so consistently. But then towards the end, when, like, you get the ritualistic fucking with a group moaning mm -hmm. and stuff. By the time that happened, I mean, people were laughing, right? My my audience wasn't laughing that much, actually. My audience was laughing far too much. Yeah, that's also and, a problem, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it just got to be so silly that I left annoyed. Right, right. I left annoyed. I was like, this is too long. This went too far for me and made me feel bad and there was no payoff. I, I think totally with, disagree, but I hear okay. you. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I felt that way about Climax too. Like, I didn't think the suffering it put me through didn't feel worth it to me. Right. But maybe I'm sensitive because I felt the same way about Phantom Thread. You're crazy, yeah. I think you're, you're crazy. That's my take. Like, I didn't, I thought it was, like, abusive. Like, Phantom Thread, out of all those three, paid off the best, obviously. Yeah. I liked that ending. But otherwise... It put me through too much. It felt like trauma. What can I say? I don't think I'm it was sensitive. abusive. Maybe my threshold for abuse is higher, but to me it was just how relationships work. It's a little bit of a give and take. What are we talking Phantom about? Phantom Thread, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Phantom Thread, yeah. But anyways, I mean, all of those three movies are literally like three movies that I've enjoyed the most in the past year and a half. Yeah. Like quite literally, yeah. I love Climax, and I hate Gaspar Noe, but I love Climax. I really like Midsummer, and I fucking adore uh, Phantom Thread. I don't know how... You or people or one or whatever can watch that, like, self-abortion scene in Climax and, like, recover. Right, right, right. Like, right. I don't really get it. It's all about the soundtrack. That's what makes you recover. You have no choice when they... No, play, like, I know. Like, there's a, a dance scene, right? Yeah. Like, that's why we like it. But, yeah. And it's always a guy doing these things, too. Directing it. It's just, like, I never like it yeah. enough. It's never worth it for me, but... That's probably the tea, isn't it? That's a tea. Well, I love that we became a film A podcast all of a sudden. Because we have nothing to talk about. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> it's time we move on to <laughs> actual yeah. music. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about music. Are we going to talk about Taylor? No, right? I would be down. Especially because okay, let's, the pod today let's, has been like not so heavy on actual pop music discussion. On actual content? Yeah. <laughs> Like, so, our, the most we went off was about movies. This news to me feels old, but yeah, Taylor yeah. doesn't own her masters. Right. My take is most pop stars don't own their masters, yeah, so no, I don't them. think it's a huge deal. It seems like they have beef, her and Scooter Braun, yeah. the manager of Justin Bieber, but I don't know anything about that, and no one else does either, so. No. What seems weird to me is that she's pretty huge, and I was really shocked to hear that she doesn't own any of her masters, because even... 
from what Lana boards say about Lana is that she owns from ultraviolence on. So maybe she just okay. got into a really shitty contract very early on. Because honestly, like you would expect... That's exactly that, what that is. Okay, yeah. You'd, I, I would have expected Taylor to at least own like from 1989 on. So what, she only owns from reputation on? Not even reputation. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And the thing is, that it I is, yeah. it's hard to sympathize with like a billionaire, especially if the billionaire is Taylor Swift. But I do think there was a bit of foul play because what they basically did at big time, I think is the name of the record, was that they offered her the ability to own her masters, but she would have to own, like earn it one album yeah. at a time. So for each yeah, album yeah, yeah. that she made. And then they go and give Scooter the option of buying it with outright cash. So they were obviously right. trying to lock her in for longer. It was like a bit of a like, either you stay with us for longer or nothing, which seems like really fucking unfair. Um, yeah. Again, it's like hard to sympathize with like with like a millionaire, but it feels like the classic case of like <laughs> workers having to seize the means of production. Totally. <laughs> That's a good old Marxist. But it's like very much a case of like the boss just taking away the product of her work, which I think is just pretty depressing. And the fact that it happens to someone as big as Taylor is like so fucking depressing to me. I feel bad for her. Well, honestly. the latest I read. Okay, so yeah, Scooter Braun, manager of Justin Bieber and some other people, uh, Demi Lovato. bought. Hmm? Demi Lovato. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go off. He bought Taylor's Taylor's label. Is that right? Big Machine yeah. Records. Yeah, or like the label okay. where she had pre- like yeah published everything so far. Where she got her first record deal, which yeah. often doesn't allow the artist to have master rights. Right. So master rights are good to own because if a song gets licensed for a commercial or a TV show, they're getting money for that just mm-hmm. by way of owning the original copy of the song or the multi-track session or whatever. So I think the real issue is that billionaires are trading these rights, right? right. Like they're they're buying these rights like they're stocks, which exactly. they kind of are. Because yeah, yeah. there's like value built into owning them for the future. Yeah. And if Especially you own Taylor rights, Swift. Exactly. Like people are going to use those songs in media. Yeah, yeah. Which is true. where the money comes from. Yeah. If you wanted to, you could like own these rights and then like use your other connections to get those songs placed in more things and you could like create hits just by way of having billionaire friends right like you could create hits for yourself and in general by using your network so that's the problem i don't think not owning your masters as a pop star is a huge deal i think it's like traditional record label in that way yeah i think that's just how it works and how it has worked the whole time because like there's money to recoup Mm -hmm. based on marketing whatever i guess i'm full capitalist but Right. I don't know. It, it's not even, it's not really a huge news story. It just seems like there was beef yeah. that led it to be. Also, to buy the record label, Scooter Braun had investors. Did you hear this? This no. is what I heard. Oh. So what I heard was, there's this company, there's this group that is involved with the genocide in Yemen. What? <laughs> like has huge contracts with the Yemen government for weapons and like whatever, stuff like that, like concentration Jesus. camps. Jesus. So that's where the money came from. Like, in a way, the issue isn't that the rights were bought by Scooter Brown. Braun? I don't know. Braun, whatever. <laughs> the issue is that now when you stream a Taylor Swift song, you're supporting genocide. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, this story is believe? so bleak. This whole news story is so, so bleak. 
It's actually the perfect story for this podcast. Yeah. Listen, it's depressing in the same way that living in capitalism is depressing. Like anything that you make as a lowly human being is just going to be owned by someone else, even if you're literally Taylor Swift. That's absolutely the problem. I think it's really shitty, though, that there's no solution to it otherwise. I mean, Mm -hmm. socialism, probably. I want to know where Bernie stands on this. That's a real team. (laughs) (laughs) If you think we're going democratic debate, (laughs) we're not. No, we're not. We're not talking about that. That Marianne. Marianne Williamson, is that her name? It is, yeah. She's more of a popster than she's a politician. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There we go. She should release an album. (laughs) 